Green Bay is a small town, only 100,000 people. Those 100,000 people may be different in many ways, but there's one thing that brings them all together. The Green Bay Packers. In Titletown, the blue-collar city only knows hard work, tailgating, championships, but more importantly, they know family. We have a saying in this town, faith, family, and the Green Bay Packers are all that you need. Sanjay and I grew up in Green Bay. You could say that we are Green Bay, or even better, the voices of Green Bay. We bring a local feel of Packer fandom to a worldwide audience. Friendship, family, and football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Freezer Podcast. the freezer podcast where we bring your local field pack of fandom to a worldwide audience i am sanjay and alongside me like always is mr matt jensen and yes i didn't get to say fred today but he's got some dad duties to do his boy uh is playing in a scrimmage for football because you know it just runs through their blood so he's got to do that for the evening um so he won't be able to make it for the show tonight but that's okay he'll be here probably next week if he doesn't have another scrimmage but uh he's got his duties to do and actually guys we unfortunately only have a 30 minute show for you guys today because our other father over here has a birthday <laughs> for uh little mad town money here uh for her is it actually today is it today yeah yeah she's oh 11 beautiful today. so happy birthday madison <laughs> um it's gonna be awesome for her so she, he's got to take care of that and do some presents and cake some presents so, and cake. can't miss it right? yeah, absolutely so hey you know what it's still gonna be a good show so thank you guys so much for joining us we are the freezer podcast brought to you by game on wisconsin and uh we're here it is uh we are zero and one in the preseason Ooh. i hate to say that right away in in the nfl season but you know what it was it was a game that you and I both were at, Matt, and uh, it was just first off, let's just talk about uh, the electrifying feeling of seeing them run out of the tunnel, getting everybody in those see uh, in those state uh, sorry in the bleachers and just seeing that 70 some thousand people in a in a bowl again. How did that feel for you? It, it was so surreal. I was telling my wife as we were walking up to the stadium, I, just, I, I probably said it like 10 times, but I can't believe we're here. Like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't, you know what I mean? Like, this doesn't feel real right now. And I've been looking forward to this game, you know, for a long time, even though it's a preseason game, just the fact of getting back was, was exciting to me. And even up until like, as I'm walking to or driving there, I'm not, it hasn't really hit me yet. So it was right. cool to walk up to the stadium, hearing all the, the sights and sounds, smelling the tailgates again. Um, you know, getting to wait in that long line a little bit longer because they switched the digital tickets. So they're still trying to, uh, yeah, work, man, work that is crazy. So plan accordingly, that... man, the, the <laughs> people were, the lines were long getting in there to, uh, close to game time. So heads up yeah. to the crowds heading out this weekend. Um, but man, it was so good to be back. I, I, I forgot how much it meant to me to be at Lambeau field watching football, you know, even if it was a preseason game. So it, it felt right to be there and, and, uh, it got me extra, extra excited for the rest of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just a cool thing to just 
be in a moment of knowing that, look, they took away the stadium from us for a year and not that they meant to, but the, a big pandemic happened and they're trying to keep everything safe. So, you know, you truly do understand what it means to be in that stadium and the money that you work so hard for and then you pay for a ticket and then you get in that ex- and you hope for an experience, regardless of win or loss, you get that experience when you're at Lambeau and the family vibes, the, the, the excitement, the football, the, you know, the cheers, the plays, everything's all happening in a matter of, you know, three hours. So you really do get your money's worth regardless of the outcome. I know it sucks when they lose or if it's a boring game, like it kind of was last night uh, or sorry, Saturday night, but let's talk about that game. So the highly anticipated debut of Jordan Love was yes. um, quite the uh, <laughs> like cricket one for a little bit there to start out a um, couple three and outs. But, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, someone's here for your mustache, Matt. So uh, apparently, yeah, I'm, you know yeah. what? I was just going to say when, when stay around, Aaron, because November I'll just go straight mustache. Straight yeah, mustache we, we had this huge be dilemma because of like me getting like my facial hair, which I grew out. I didn't shave this week because I said, look, by the time we get back here and of course, Fred's not here, so I can't show ah. the Fred and it's not even looking good anyway. Give me one more week and then hey, I'll pull yeah, off the Fred. I say next week. He's not watching this. Keep it going. For exactly. Next week. So yeah, come back for the mustaches because maybe we'll just all be wearing some like dirty stashes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. This is cool. Um, But yes, Jordan Love, definitely came out with you know a lot of butterflies i'm sure and obviously excitement because like we had mentioned last week that he had not played since what 2019 in the senior bowl so this was this was big time for him too i'm sure he had so much family there or something and you know that the fact that he's you know his his emotions are running high um so hey that's cool for him and i thought you know what forget okay i just want to say this right now real quick for everybody that's in our show because here's the thing you guys are all pretty smart in this show. All you guys that come and watch us and think that, you know, hey, we're something cool to watch. But I want just to tell you this right now. Please leave Jordan Love alone. Don't get too crazy on him. Don't get too, you know, sad on him. Just let him play. You know what? This is going to be a long, long journey. So whatever you're seeing on Twitter, whatever you're seeing in the media, whatever you're seeing as far as expectations from this guy, just set him aside. Just enjoy football. Enjoy the fact that this kid has an awesome last name, has, you know, a pretty cool hairdo. He is been nothing but a standout individual through this whole little Rogers dilemma itself. Also, the fact that he did not choose to be uh, on this team. He was drafted. So clearly he knows that he's just here to play ball. So uh, whatever he does from the next three games on, or if he even plays this week d- due to the injury, just understand that this is going to be a very long journey, regardless of whatever this last dance is, maybe with Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be a long journey, just like we took a long journey with 12. So let's start it with that. But I think he actually had an okay game. Like honestly, I I, I'd actually say a good game. I mean, they didn't really let him sling it a lot. The times that they did allow him to go downfield, we saw the connection with Jace. We saw the, you know, the tight window that he tried to get to Amari, which a lot of people, of course, had to say, oh, you threw into double coverage. But at the same time, too, if that's Rodgers making that throw, you're like, oh, why didn't that receiver well, catch it? So, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Matt. Go. <clears throat> I, I really thought uh, he ex- exceeded my expectations because I, I really Absolutely. thought, it, it would, I mean, two years off, what could you really expect from somebody? I know he's you know, took the majority of the reps in the off season and, and was probably very prepared for it, to be honest, but I thought he looked good. You know, um, it's going to take a while. As you mentioned, Sanjay, it's going to be a work in progress for a bit here. 
um, first game action in, in quite some time. But, you know, I thought that he looked comfortable. He didn't look panicked to me. He wasn't, you know, trying to, to do too much. He wasn't, you know, running around with his head cut off. He was poised. You know, he made some throws. Uh, from the pocket, he tried to roll out a few times and make some throws in the run. So, so from that aspect, I was very encouraged by. It. And you know, I love the the pass to Sternberger up the up the seams. I mean, that's a difficult pass You're right over the top of the middle linebacker there, and he put in the breadbasket for for yeah. a long gain. Um, he hit. I I think it might is it Funchess or or somebody on a uh, uh, an in breaking uh, slant uh, for a first down. I thought that was a nice looking ball. And the one that's been controversial, which is the uh, the one throwing in the double coverage, however you want to look at it, you know, I've seen Brett Favre and, and Aaron Rodgers make those throws. And now, obviously, we're not saying, well, you know, Aaron uh, Jordan loves Aaron Rodgers. But I think my point is, you know, if you want to be one of the best in the game, that's a throw you sometimes have to make, you know, when you're trying to make something happen and you can complete that pass. So, so the Bears fans are piling on saying Packer fans are delusional that we don't know what we're talking about. It's like, no. We have watched 30 consecutive years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, so we do understand sometimes you have to make that pass. And making that pass, I think, separates you or separates the good from the great. So I like that he was, you know, looking at that. I'm sure maybe LaFleur would caution to maybe not make that throw next time, but his his mind is there. And I thought the ball was actually a decent placement. And had it been maybe Devontae Adams he was throwing to, could have been a completion, but but it wasn't, so the debate rages on. But a main point I want to make is I was impressed. I thought he has a lot to build on, and it, it'll be a shame if he can't uh, get out there, you know, against the Jets this week. Um, you know, again, lost time. He needs he needs reps. He needs game reps. So hopefully that injury is okay. It sounds like it is, and hopefully he can get out there. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back against you a little bit on the whether he should throw that throw again because here's the thing. I I do feel like they should just you know, let him loose. You know what? Give him the possibility to throw any throw that he wants just to see what he can and can't do. You know, I think obviously you don't want him throwing in quadruple, triple coverage, obviously like that's a little silly, but if it, if it means his confidence of getting, you know, touch, touch passes, which is obviously such a big thing that quarterbacks like to get into a groove in, in, in the course of a game, you know, I'd like him, I'd like him to just keep trying it. Like let him, you know, yeah get used to the fact of knowing that, look, maybe my, my certain receivers like it like this or certain, he's going to have to understand that what his receivers like, or, I mean, well, obviously it's not going to always be that catered to, but like, he's got to put some balls in some, you know, crazy places. Sometimes you have to put a ball cl closer to the dirt because that's the only place that it will work against a cornerback with good coverage. Go ahead. Yeah. Matt. Well, I, you know, I just, like you said, I don't think that's a throw you want him to continuously make, but the one knock on him, and you can't really, when you're at the game, you can't necessarily break this down, you know, real easily, but, you know, I do think there's some merit to him uh, ripping the ball, throwing a little with a little more rocket juice in there uh, to wedge him in there. I thought some of them, you know, kind of, I don't want to call them floaters, but he definitely left some uh, some mustard off the ball. And I think if you want to be a long-term starter, you're going to have to have some zip particularly on those on those routes where the guy's going to be pretty close to him. So I think if that's something you can improve on, I like what he was able to put on tape, um, you know, on last Saturday. Yeah. And this is, again, building blocks. And thank you, uh, Dusty, about that. Is that that I saw I saw that a lot, especially with the short yardage throws. He definitely just eyed his his target immediately from snap. I mean, it wasn't like a lot of progression reads. And then maybe there wasn't on some of them. There wasn't, you know, need for it. But I did notice a lot that he did like to just fixate on his of like his one route that he wanted to, you know, obviously go to. But that's again, 
let him build off this. Let him learn that kind of stuff. Let him make these little mistakes. Obviously, the uh, the strip that everybody saw, you know, that's just a great play by a defensive lineman. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and also, obviously, the fact now you maybe want him to maybe hold on to that ball a little bit, you know, uh, stronger just because you've seen Rodgers take, you know, some of the craziest hits in the world and still hold on the ball. But that's a, you know, a fluke play, obviously. And ob- and the big news was obviously him getting potentially hurt. So we'll see what happens this week and we'll, you know, find that out as, you know, the days go by. But let's keep moving on. Um, You know, I think... uh what I think we got to talk about the, the guy that you love so much and that oh you are here and you are be you'll have his uh petition for the team right at the front gate. But uh Devin Funches, I think it was the Funches show. Uh you know what? Just take it from there, Matt. I think you can put him on the 53 right now. I think he played his way out of the team just in the first preseason game alone. I know you got to take it with a grain of salt. He was out there against, you know, the Texans twos and threes for the most part. Um, But he was consistent, man, and he was catching everything around him. He made that great uh, athletic catch over the middle. Uh, Love led him a little bit too far, but he adjusted and and he brought the ball in anyways. He looks like he's a bona fide NFL player. He didn't belong on that field with those people. Like it almost felt like everybody was so below talent compared to him like he looked like Devontae than, out there yeah, yeah he looked better than everybody on the field at the yeah. time so so and that's what that was with love and, and banker throwing the ball so i can't imagine you know once he's in the offense with the full offensive line you got you know aaron jones you know and the full complement of receivers to kind of play off of um i'm excited for what he can bring to this offense and again by no means does he need to be the guy you have Devontae adams you have you know aaron jones guys are going to carry the brunt of the load but if you had a functions in there as your two or three or four, you could do a hell of a lot worse. And and I know everyone was kind of waiting to see how he was going to look. Could he shake the rust off and regain his form? And I think he answered all those questions on Saturday night. I don't think there's any doubt that the guy can play. I think if the fact being that we don't have many receivers to throw to in these preseason games, because if everybody's going to be sitting out, yeah. um, you know, I think he's going to have to play. But he showed me that night that he shouldn't be in these games anymore and you maybe you should keep him healthy but uh and maybe you should get more looks for eq in these certain situations because i don't know what his you know his like status is on this depth chart but you know obviously this was a great night for him it it just looked like you know he was you know dusting all like all that rust off like you said and it was you know it was nice to see man especially with you know the lower quarterbacks right you're looking at him get catches from Kurt Benkert yeah. and you know Jordan Love imagine if Jordan or sorry if Aaron Rodgers is throwing him you know some pretty great balls and you know yeah. putting him in, in positions to, and he's you know, got Devonte taking the double or he's got yeah you know, exactly or so, Tony taking the guy at the scene I think he could be a huge weapon for us yeah His and size I and speed look great right like he looks like a different type of player especially like you know when you see him uh, like just in street clothes you're like okay he looks you know like a lanky tall dude but then when the pads come on he just you know he looks jacked up so really cool story for him i'm really hoping that you know he can bounce back obviously from his little mistake and like just stick to football and just you know and make some plays and get on this team like that's what he needs to focus on and i'm sure that is obviously his focus obviously so um but when we come back we'll get a little bit more, t- uh, you know, talk as far as the game was concerned. A couple of things on the defensive side of things, maybe even some more things on the offense, um, and then we'll talk a little bit of our uh, upcoming uh, opponent, and that would be the Jets. So uh, don't go anywhere, guys. This is the Freezer Podcast. 
What's up, everybody? It is your boys from Lombardi's Bar, Dan the Bartender, Todd, Jimmy. We are here to let you know that we have the first ever Game On Wisconsin party coming to you live at the Green Bay Distillery, September 19th. Put it on your calendars now. September 19th? Is this my birthday party, guys? No, absolutely not. Farthest thing from your birthday party. We're not celebrating Todd's birthday. We are hanging out at the Green Bay Distillery, drinking some alcohol, eating some food, and watching NFL football. Be there. Definitely. I, love, come. <laughs> yeah. I love Todd's reaction at the end of that. Just uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely come join us uh, at the distillery. Join us all when you can meet everybody that you love and uh, enjoy watching on the Game on Wisconsin Network uh, with all the shows. And you can check us out and have a beer with us, uh, talk some football, talk some life, uh, get to know us, and uh, we'll be there. So, um, let's move back to the, the game. We'll, we'll talk about this run game. Cause that was clearly nothing. Um, the offensive line barely, barely any protection that I could see for these quarterbacks. Um, some, some moments there was like, you know, something there, but then for the most part, it was a pretty uh, weak show. Obviously the, the coaches in all the press conferences, obviously like Nathaniel Hackett was pretty disappointed, uh, by the performance of the offense. So at least at, uh, obviously on the run game and protection. So, um, I really hope that this is just more, hey, let's just keep, you know, uh, switching and playing musical chairs with a lot of these guards that can play tackles and these, you know, <laughs> guards that can play center. And maybe hopefully they can figure something out as far as like continuity on this line and figuring out how they can all gel and work together, because that's the biggest thing. How you move together in that offensive line is one fluid motion. So hopefully that, uh, you know, can be worked out through practice and, you know, through some reps against a different opponent in the, uh, in the jets this week. But Matt, what's your thought on at least the offense of the run game? It was disappointing. Um, you know, I took it with a grain of salt cause obviously you didn't have your, you know, your full offensive line in there, how you're, you're hoping sure. to have it, you know, week one, but, but that said, you know, you had some guys in the interior, at least that, you know, you're hoping you're going to play bigger roles this year. John Runyon jr. Obviously um, the rookie Myers at center. He had a great on that, on Kylan Hills uh, uh, screen pass touchdown. He, he had a great lead block out out in front and kind of sprung him loose there. But in terms of the run game, man, they definitely left something to be desired. And I know last week when we were talking about uh, kind of maybe what some of our concerns were, I know our eyes have been on the offensive line. How are they going to respond? There are some guys moving around, you know, injuries coming back from Bakhtiari, obviously. So so there's a lot to clean up there. Um, I'm not going to panic yet or, or get too down on them. It's one game, you know, and again, they didn't have who they wanted, but definitely not the way you want to start. Because the offensive line is going to, uh, to me, is going to be a huge part, huge part, without stating the obvious, um, in this team's success this year. And as we saw last year, when they're able to keep a clean pocket for, you know, for Aaron Rodgers and able to clear holes for, you know, for Dylan and Jones, they're a dangerous offense. But, you know, when they break down and they cannot, you know, get their blocks or keep the QB cleaner in the pocket, you know, things start to break down pretty quick. So, so hopefully this coming week, they can clean some of that up. We can see a little bit more consistency from that group. Um, and then, you know, look to the next, the next week, but, but yeah, a little bit disappointing. Absolutely. So, Hey, let's just real quick. Talk to talk with Jason's comment here, because I obviously saw the very first, you know, little like play that he made, obviously just jetting in like he's Troy Palomalo and getting a sack immediately kind of like to start his, uh, preseason campaign. But Oren Burks showed some life a little bit, almost like he knows that he's on that verge <laughs> of maybe potentially being a cut after being a third round pick. Um, but you know, I, 
is this to answer his question is this like you know a mirage or could it be finally him getting it you know what that's sometimes the beauty about the nfl is that sometimes it does take these guys a few years to finally get it to go i mean how many times do you hear about tight ends that usually a tight end doesn't just break out on the scene usually they take about two three years and then they kind of like you know then they finally just start to like become a name like that was Guys like Travis Kelsey, like he wasn't amazing his rookie year. Like I don't even think I I even heard about him in this rookie year. I think, but I think <laughs> at the same time, exactly. I don't follow Chiefs that much, but at the same time, yeah. you know, it's it's like any position though, right? I mean, you do have to get yourself, you know, feet a little bit wet. I mean, obviously, you hate that it would take him this many years to get, you know, uh, ready with the football, or at least with, with the football game itself. But uh, I don't know, man. I think. I'd like to. Th- I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold high hopes. I want to see what happens these next two weeks for him because obviously he wants to fight for his. You know his job here. Does he look like he's going to be the starter? Probably not. But like, does he? Does he? You know, ball out on special teams. Does he? You know, make his way onto that team. That's where we're looking at it, right? Like, where yeah. are you going to be making yourself known? Um, you know, on this roster because that's kind of what we have left available, right? Well, in middle, you know, middle linebacker is one of the spots in the team where we're not exactly quite sure. Right. You know, who who's going to be the one to step up there? They have a couple of guys who people are intrigued by, but we're kind of waiting for someone to grab the reins. Oren Burks started with a bang his rookie year. Remember, he had that great training camp and got injured and hasn't really been able to to get back to that point. And I know some of that is attributed to injuries, Um, but it's good to see him out there healthy, playing like we've seen him before. And any kind of consistency or great play they can get out of him is going to just be a bonus because I don't know that anyone is really relying on him to be, you know, one of the main contributors there at inside linebacker. You know, when you have, um, you know, Burks, uh, Campbell, and uh, Kamal Martin as well. So, so one of those guys, two of those guys, really all of them, we'd like to see something out of them. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by Oren getting uh, back to where he needs to be. And, and I know it's one game you don't want to, you know, like we've been saying the whole show, freak out about it, but it's a good start for him. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is, it's just the first game. A lot of these guys are still, you know, you know, taking off the rust as far as from the, you know, the long off season and, you know, just getting their feet wet back into the game. So, you know, it's going to be a, a little bit of an ugly thing to see maybe sometimes, uh, you know, from everybody, it could probably even be the same way if the starters were all out there that maybe they're not all going to look that great themselves. So, so you got to take it with a grain of salt, but it's a lot of, you know, areas that could clearly be improved from, you know, that night's game, um, both on offense and defense. Uh, but let's talk about Josh Jackson, because that is clearly a, uh, a sore spot as far as uh, maybe potentially a guy that we thought we were getting a second round pick, potentially a first round pick that obviously fell, but uh, definitely got his, uh, they, it's like the Houston Texans knew there was one guy that they could go pick at and they went and picked at number 37 and he definitely had a pretty uh, weak night. So uh, Josh Jackson, is he staying or is he going? Well, well, if I'm the GM, he's going and he would be going with the 85 man cut down right away. That was a debate on Twitter today that people are saying, well, there's no point in cutting him now. He should play longer. And I absolutely understand that. I know that there's really no benefit at this point to cutting him. But my, my point is that what have you seen out of this guy in three years? It makes you think that at the end of the year, at some point he's going to figure it out and, and be somebody. I don't care. And then today, oh, he picked off Kurt Bankard in, in practice and he's making a claim. I don't. Great. Fine. Do it in the game. Do it in the game. I don't care about practice. It's practice, right? 
Yeah. Um, but but I've seen enough out of Josh, Josh Jackson to understand that I don't I don't think this is going to work. Maybe he needs to change his scenery or or a position switch. I don't know, but I don't think Green Bay is the place for him. I would rather give those snaps and that opportunity to somebody you know who's maybe has some more potential or you know uh, has been making a little bit noise that's underneath him. I know they they kind of moved him down in, in the order today to give some more snaps to uh, to Ento um, and, and, the, and those guys, but. I'm just disappointed, man. I mean, second round draft pick, he was highly touted. You know, he had first round potential, obviously slid to us. Um, and and had he panned out a little bit, I mean, could you imagine, you know, him and Jair and I got Stokes? I mean, they'd be really loaded there at cornerback, but it just feels like the writing's on the wall and cut him now or cut him at the end of camp, whichever one you, you pick. But <laughs> I don't think he's got a place in the team, honestly. Yeah, I don't I mean, again, if they're not gonna cut him this week, then what do you do? I mean, what then you, I mean, you just got to keep throwing him out there and maybe he makes some plays. Maybe he can wrap up better. Maybe he can play something, you know, decent on special teams. I mean, cause that's still atrocious. So, um, you know, I, there, I'm holding out hope for the fact that he can maybe still show something, but I highly doubt he's going to make the team. I mean, like you, I, just thinking about all the people that we need to keep and the guys that we oh. could maybe, you know, cut some, uh, some, uh, fat off of the, you know, there we go. Like that would be and one we, guy that we could, you know, probably cut. And as we've seen, you we need those cornerbacks, man, to be sound to play well. It's like about you can't be messing around with this. And you have, you know, Kevin King, who's having a hard time staying on the field. And you know, when he plays well, it's 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 decent, but sometimes not so much. And then obviously, Josh Jackson hasn't really been able to figure out who he's going to be as a pro. It's like we need you got Jair, you got that on lockdown. We need somebody else on the other side now to, to take the reins. I hope it's Stokes. Um, you know, and he's looking good so far, but, but man, we, Josh Jackson, anytime now, I, I just don't think he makes a team. I don't know how you can no. give that roster spot to him when he hasn't produced for you at all. And just a really quick answer. I mean, we've seen this from every NFL, you know, bust, I guess, you know, you, you see the stellar seasons that they have in college and sometimes man, it just doesn't translate with this team or the team that he gets drafted by, or it just doesn't translate into the NFL. Like that's, that's what they always say. Like, you know, now you ain't playing with the boys. You're playing with the men, you know, like this, you know, you're now you're playing with the best players in the, in the world. Like the, the two percenters, you know, like that's, that's the change that happens. So I don't know. Do, maybe do you things... think a, a position switch moving them back to safety? I mean, people have suggested uh, that's what that. I thought that would be happening, uh, but you know, they still throw a black out there and they still throw. So, I mean, they still have different guys that they still like more than him at that position in yeah. safety. So it's like, if they really weren't going to do it, Jerry Gray would know it, you know, what to do with him beyond anybody else. And he still keeps him that corner. So if, if they keep him, it's because, you know, he's a higher draft pick and, and that's going to be their seats. Well, we want to see, uh, I, I get it. I, I get think it, that rule like, applies for the first two years, but then after that, the, the later years, I think your, your, your draft status doesn't yeah, matter I mean, anymore. It's just, it's just, what do you hang your hat on other right. than he was a second round pick? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see. I, and like the next comment that he made with Barry playing a lot more zone. That's again, that's why I'm saying maybe we'll just see these last two games and maybe he can ball out. So uh, real quick, I just want to touch on this because this is obviously a problem now that this happens. So, uh, so <laughs> Roger, I mean, I hate that we have to get into these situations. So it's like every year we do it like Jordy or Randall, which now we actually have Randall back. It's kind of hilarious at how that just like transpires. But when you have a shadow GM uh, <laughs> that wears a jersey, <laughs> anything is possible, right? So I don't know, man. I, I'm not for it. I just think it's like, what what are you really getting out of this? I know Jacob made a point about guys that were out of the league for two years, like Funches, um, you know, and look at him now. Like it's a little bit different for a guy that plays a skill position compared to a guy that needs his legs to get around tackles. In my opinion, um, not saying that 
you know, Devin Funches doesn't need his legs. I mean, he can use his hands too, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe, I mean, we saw what we were getting from Clay Matthews, the later parts of his years, and we were already starting to think, Hey, can we transition to middle linebacker? Well, then we wanted speed at middle linebacker. We wanted a guy sideline and sideline. So could it be a fun little story for the fact that the kid comes home? Sure. Okay. For this little last dance. Okay. But then it's like, is he gonna pay? Is he gonna play for a bag of chips? Because I don't want to pay him. So yeah, I don't know what I, this guy would be really coming back for. But you know, it is what I, it is. I, I guess you know from the angle of well, they lost you know Ramsey to an injury. He was gonna play a role there at outside linebacker at the at the fourth slot. You know, and it's like I get it at the same time. You know, okay, well, bring Clay Matthews. He doesn't really have to play a role at, at that position the depth chart but that said i just think it's like this this nostalgia and getting the guys back together i can get behind randall cobb because you know qb1 thinks he's got some value and and finds him um you know beneficial to the offense but in terms of bringing matthews back i don't think there's really anything to gain there you you have some really great pass rushes ahead of him i'd rather look at a younger guy who can look up to z preston and and gary who's really embodying what it means to come in learn embrace and then produce you know so to me give those snaps to someone younger and try to develop somebody clay would just be there for a name and you know and some laughs and some you know some autographs i i don't know but it's just like <laughs> there's no point man there's no point come on all right well hey let's uh real quick close out the show let's talk about that next opponent the jets the j-e-t-s jets 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 the laughing stock of the nfl is coming into town um with their new head coach and their new offensive coordinator all in some kind of relation to matt Lafleur's buddies and brother yeah. yeah right so uh we'll see um the new the new kid at quarterback as well and we're gonna see him in practice we'll see if that kind of uh bodes well for you know us you know it's it's never worked well at all in this NFL, but hey, they want that common competition of seeing someone different, you know, at the defensive side and obviously for the offense too. But, um, you know, the Jets come into town. This is another team where, you know, I mean, in the preseason, no team's like bad or good. Like, it's just like, all right, this is, you know, let's see what we have. Let's execute offense. Let's see the effort. Let's see what we can yeah. get on special teams. That's what this whole, you know, uh, little preseason's about. So, uh, thoughts on the Jets? Um, I practice right. And so they're putting to practice against not your <laughs> yeah, own, not yeah, your own guys. Right. I mean, I gotta right, be right. honest, man. I don't know how what condition the Jets roster is. I, I know it can't be good, but I'm I'm intrigued to see you know Zach Wilson out at quarterback and see how yeah. well the young rookies look against our guys. I'm really bummed that Jordan Love is gonna miss some time and, and can't. I think where he's really gonna benefit is gonna be in those you know obviously the the joint practice, but of course the game. The game and it would be yeah. too bad if he if he had to miss that experience because because I don't know that they're gonna play or use Aaron Rodgers a ton. Uh, in, in the joint practices, I know he's kind of been a vocal, vocal guy against it. I'm sure he'll get his reps, but but Jordan Love really would benefit from that. So that that's too much of a bummer. But I like to see the competitive side. I mean, this kind of gets guys fired up, you know, at this point, cliche, but they're obviously tired of going against themselves. So so to practice against a different team, you know, not your buddies. Um, I, I wish I could go to a practice, man, and, and watch a little bit of that because I'm sure the, 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 the camp fights and, and the shit talking would be at an all time <laughs> high out there. Yeah. Um, but, but cool for him to do it. I, you know, I know this never really happens that they did it a couple years ago. I think it was the Texans. Um, so, so bringing the jets to town, you know, Hey, great. There's another team to beat up on. Um, I'm just, you know, saying my, my little football prayers that Jordan love can get out there. Cause I think that's, uh, that would be most beneficial for him. Absolutely. And yeah, I will see how it goes this week. I mean, keep an eye on Jordan Love's uh, status. It looks like they're going to be very cautious with this. I mean, as you should be with the, you know, uh, <laughs> 
your potential future, you know, uh, product here. So uh, the, if he plays or not, we'll see. But uh, could be the Kurt Benkert show all week. Who knows? Yeah, might be four quarters <laughs> of number seven, whatever. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on our little show. Uh, our, sorry, our short show, not our little show. Um, our short show today, obviously, we have some uh, other prior obligations that we need to meet, but it's okay because we'll be back next week. Um, hopefully, uh, Fred will be here as well you know, to give us our full hour as well because you know Matt will be back, and so will I. Um, but until then, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate all the support that we get from you guys. Keep checking out the shows of Game On Wisconsin. Um, you know, obviously Lombardi Bars, Lombardi's Bars after us on Wednesdays, and you know it's it's a great show. It's a great uh, network, and we appreciate everything that we can get support wise. And uh, until then, Matt, go Pack Go. go. Pack go.